Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, guys, so welcome to Between the Reps with Burke and Gina. We have a guest that I've been so excited. We've both been so excited about. We've been telling everyone that we were having you on for so long. And every time we have a podcast, we're like, all right, uh, so not yet yeah so <laughs> but it's it's happening or like soon. we were just like lying like we're weird creepers and just <laughs> like we're telling gonna... we're telling them that, that she's coming on like well yeah. before like she's responded to me right. we're over here being like just hoping like hey please will you be our friend <laughs> just stalkers uh you guys, but we have a guest on today. Her name is Danae Mercer. If you do not follow her on Instagram, you are missing You're out. You're missing out. You need to. Danae, I've been following you for quite some time now. I don't even know how I came across your profile. I think that it actually actually makes me feel pretty good about myself that your content is what I see in my Explore page. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That does say something. Right? Yeah. Um, I found Danae on just my Explore page on Instagram and started following her Instagram page because I just loved so much how it was, if you're unfamiliar with her, um, it's body positivity, but you do it in a way too, like 
you explain things in a way that there's there's no shaming any way you could look at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's what I love about it. It's more like, hey, this is this is the reality. We, you know, I want this is what I I assume this is what I've received from looking at your product, your um Instagram. Anyways, it's like, don't be confused by what you see. Or don't allow these things to make you like to have so much power over how you feel about yourself because these things are posed there. You know, there are ways we can change the lighting. We can change the perception. We can change the angle, um, everything to give you a look that you want. And that's not bad. And we talk about that all the time. Like it's not bad to want that, or it's not bad to want to take photos like this. At all. Well, it's expelling the myths without shaming somebody for doing them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, if you look at the experience of being a woman, right? Like every single thing that we do, there is shame on either side of it. Whether, you know, we have this fitness goal or this health goal, or we have children or we don't, we work or we don't. And the last thing I want to do on my page is to create a space where it gives other people the tools to shame women. Like, I, I think that goes against everything that we as women should be fighting for. And that's for, you know, us, us sort of standing together and supporting each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. We were having a conversation the other day just about how, um, you know, she was talking about the post she did that was just bringing light to the headphone challenge. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even tried it. I wouldn't even try it. <laughs> Dude, my, I don't Horrible. even have a waist. I'm built like a hot dog. So, um. <laughs> That wouldn't work well for me. If you were going to put it around like my forearm. Right. Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, it's, it's almost sad. Kind of like what you said, I, you know, what women and girls should be doing is coming together and kind of like stopping a lot of these ideas or ideologies of what starts to be created for people to have something to shame you about. Um, but I feel like what tends to happen and it makes, it's really sad is not all, but girls jump on the bandwagon of that because, you know, and it could come from an insecurity. So if you're seen as what is beautiful because you fit in that, that little box, then it becomes something where you're exalted and, insecurity is a it's a powerful thing with women because women can be mean you know we're (laughs) we can be mean yeah and so it's like is it's just not such a simple fix the only simple fix is going to be women coming together and them saying like hey like yeah we get it it's really cool like some people can wrap those headphones around their waist two times and tie it or whatever and still have enough space to make a bow with yeah. them <laughs> but also that's great but also if we can't like that's, that's okay cool. that's fine too because they're headphones it's not even a real measuring tool <laughs> yeah I, and that's I mean that's the thing right is I think one of the strongest ways that we can fight some of the pressures that women feel is through education and it's it, you know it's learning like back in back in the renaissance era women used to pluck their hairline so that their foreheads were bigger. They went through a phase where they also plucked their brows and their eyelashes so that they were as fair and delicate as possible. And then that was out of trend in like 10 years. And then they went back onto their paintings 
painted their brows and their lashes back in. Yeah, I was going to say, once they're all plucked out, you're like, well, now I'm out of luck that this crap's not even going to grow back now. <laughs> Someone who lived through the 90s, I can confirm Me that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's that's part of this education is like, yeah, it's great to chase whatever makes you feel beautiful, but at the same time, hold this knowledge in your head that beauty is a trend and things are going to come and go and come and go. And so it's finding that more like long lasting self-respect. Right. Yeah. Danae, tell us and our audience and us, cause you know, it's the first time we're actually talking to you just a little bit about yourself and maybe how did you get started? Like, how did you, how did you start this incredible journey? And I would say, like platform and business that it's from what I see you have and that I feel like is going to be very long lasting and extremely impactful. How did it start? Gosh, yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I look, I, I had an eating disorder when I was 19 after my mom died. And I mentioned that because that journey through severe restriction through mental health, through some really dark times, informs a lot of what I talk about today. And then I worked professionally as the editor-in-chief of a very big health magazine, as a, as a journalist for a very long time. And all of that came together in 2019 when I just, I decided I just wanted to be a bit more of who I was. And for me, that was showing my cellulite, like showing things that I had hidden for a long time, which physically was, was things like my cellulite and stretch marks, but also mentally it was, it was things like my eating disorder and some of the struggles I went through there and some of the things that I think are, are often seen as very shameful. And I haven't looked back. Like the, the community around me, the women who have just supported me every step of the way, like for however much maybe I might make their days better, they have changed my life. So yeah, it's, it's just gone from there. Well, I think normalizing the things that you're normalizing because they are normal has, is important. <clears throat> you know, we, I have cellulite, I have stretch marks. So do I. I have, <laughs> we have all these things <laughs> so and we're constantly I. trying to hide them. So it's, it's nice to have somebody say, look, I have this too and I'm not ashamed of it because there's so many of us that have it. So it is, it is really nice to see somebody do that. And it's not, it's not bravery. It's just no. having somebody, but no, but, but yeah, I was but, thinking but, about I, somebody, I somebody said, you know, who's, you know, Celeste Barber. Yeah. She was doing something and she said, Oh, you know, it, it, people telling her, people telling she's, her so she's, brave. she's so brave. She's like, what? I'm not being brave. Like this is my body. I, you know, this isn't bravery. So that's what I, it always makes me think of. That's why I laugh when you're like, it's not bravery. It's like, no, it's not. It's, no. And you know what? I think, um, I don't know whether it's, you know, an okay or a bad thing or a good thing, but sometimes people, not even sometimes all the time, um, they need permission Mm -hmm. You know, and because I find that with people that like, follow me and in a way what I help them realize for themselves or really allow them to feel better or more confident about their body in a way or what they're doing with it or, or them going after certain fitness things or whatever is it's or having when certain insecurities yeah, or when being we, open. when we stand up and just be like, this is me, you know, um, it gives them a weird 
permission to be to realize and show and be vocal about how who they are is is okay and it's beautiful too like they don't have to constantly be hiding um, certain things about themselves because at that time it's not seen as the standard it's not seen as what's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like there's a quote that I love because I'm a I'm kind of a sucker for quotes but it it goes something along the lines of like every time a woman stands in her truth she gives someone else the courage to stand in theirs mm-hmm. and I I think that's so true like I think of all the women that I saw and you know, like the artist, Sarah Shakiel, who's done this whole campaign around glitter stretch marks. And she, she started it years ago. And I wrote about her for, um, for Women's Health Middle East, which I was the editor of the time. And seeing that, like seeing an artist turn stretch marks into something beautiful, it helped, it like changed the way instantly I viewed mine. And for the first time I saw these things on my body and I was like, oh, maybe I don't have to remove them or change them or fix them. Like, maybe there's something beautiful here. So by her doing that, like she has changed my life. And then like what you're saying, like hopefully through just being who we are, we could help other people too. Pass it on. You help me every day. (laughs) I try to help each other. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere today. No, you're beautiful. You can do it. Not like that. It's like, you know, I, it's so funny because Gina's, older than me a lot how old are you Danae I'm 34 34 I'm 31 50 50 it's a great hey it's so age range I 30s I'm in love with my 30s I can't wait for my 40s like it just keeps getting better and better that's right until like, you hit 50 and then it just goes right downhill. I'm just kidding. Basically, right before <laughs> anything happens to me, Gina already lets me know, like, this is going to happen. Yeah, this could happen. <laughs> this is going to happen. This be the next thing that happens. Oh, cystic acne? Yeah, that's 30s. Uh, <laughs> there's a long list. Long list. Huge list. <laughs> but uh, we we okay. think about just because, like, she has, a, uh, she, has, she has four kids, but her youngest is 20. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like it's even worse with the kids that are younger, but we've watched Ruby kind of grow up in this era of social media. It's terrifying. And it's just talk about it being even harder. I feel like to maybe convince people that they don't, that who they are is enough, you know, which is so, it's so crazy, you know, cause like, um, they don't really have anything to compare it to. They don't have like a, a time where it wasn't a big deal to then be like, oh, well, this is just like, you know, what's cool right now and the trend. But in fact, before this, none of that mattered. You know, it's, you might be able to have something to hang on to when it gets really bad or really crazy. But instead, we have kids that are growing up already seeing, you know, on social media. and Well, seeing from all the these- time they're in you know fourth and fifth grade, oh, they're yeah. seeing this. And they see all these uh, posed pictures and then they're trying to emulate those things. And you see, I, I mean, I've run into it with Ruby. They're, they're super young and almost sexualizing themselves without realizing it. And it's, uh, it's, it's disturbing. And, and, and then you have older people going, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. They're not, you know, I can't believe it. But they're, they're literally seeing it everywhere and thinking that it's normal. 
mm-hmm. to them that they're not, that's not what they're doing. They're just doing the latest t- TikTok dance or they're just doing this or you know, they're just mindlessly putting content out there that is completely sexualizing these young girls. It's, it's yeah. learning that that's, that that's normal, that it's normal. And that like, um, you know, learning from a young age that that's how you become famous, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's how you, um, are successful and, how that's your value basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's really tricky and it's something that like on my platform, I've talked a lot about recently about just TikTok and some of the stuff, like you mentioned the headphone challenge and some of the things that are on there. And I spoke with the, the platform the other day on a call. And one of the things they said to me is like, you know, we are, we are the babies in the social media world. Like we're, were the new ones. They're, I think they said they're two years old in a world that's 10 years old. But at the same time, like you have kids who are going through that age where like their peer group is, it becomes more important than their parents. It becomes more important than their family and being accepted is what matters to them the most. And yeah, I, I have just pure respect for parents having to navigate this right now because it's more difficult than anything I think we have ever had to deal with before. Absolutely. And you brought up the peer group. That's interesting to me too, because in their brains, they think all these people that they don't know are their peer group. Well, and this is, I mean, if you watched the social network documentary, I, yeah, one of the, we reference it a lot. Oh, it's, it's like one of the things that really stood out to me as someone who is in, you know, I'm in my thirties. I have worked as the editor of a big magazine. I have like I have traveled the world. I've, you know, and still there have been times where I am on my phone sobbing because of the things that are being said or because of these people that I don't know. And it just breaks you down and you're shaking and you're crying. And I'm like, what is happening to those little children? Right. If, if it makes me, if it makes me as a grown adult have that response, like, and the social networks say they, they have this great line that says, we are designed to take feedback from our communities, from our, you know, our like little villages or our little communities. We, we aren't as humans designed to take feedback from thousands of strangers. And so it's this, it's, I mean, just respect to parents. It's so tough. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how I'm, I'm afraid for what the next 10 years is going to look like. Some of my sisters have younger kids and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, What's it going to be like then? Dude, I don't have children. And I'm, you know, if I had decided to, sorry, if I decide to bring one into the world for me and you. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going off the grid, man. I'm <laughs> going to find a way. I'm going off the grid. They'll find a way. No, it'll just, it'll be rough because it'll ruin them when they, when they're introduced. They come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> society. But you said, Danae, you said that TikTok told you, you know, we're the, we're the baby, we're young. And I'm like, all I hear is it's a huge fucking excuse. Like what I hear, what I see is like, you have an opportunity, like because you're new and because you have, you know, uh, research, you have years of seeing what was done and what it did to the masses. You have the opportunity to learn from that and try and do something that's better for people long-term. But instead, and I think that this is something that is not only being seen in that industry but I've claimed I mean I actually said this to the director when I was on uh the Justice League (laughs) because I don't keep my mouth shut um 
you have an opportunity to do something different, to actually do what you're saying in the big platform of what's cool right now. Like it was a whole strong is beautiful. And it's like, well, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but how come none of it is mirrored in the work that you're doing? And it's, and I personally think that it's because there's a fear of, not it not working on a business front or success wise. Well, yeah, it's money motivated. Yes. And so you have like this big, either it's a movie or it's a new huge platform that's blowing up. Of course you're like, you'd be, you know, you want it to be more inclusive or different, but yet you're even them as, cause it's big money, big business. And probably the people who make the decisions are so far removed from what actually needs to be done or created that all they're thinking is like, why would we do anything different? You know, well, one, because no one's saying shit about you because no one knows you. What's happening though is you're just creating turmoil for people and humans and, and no one will be able to fix what you, what you've done. It's like, you're breaking something that there's no, no easy fix or way back to, you know, undo what what is happening and then like the social dilemma they talk about how they basically create these you know computers that they learn as they go and then it just continues to learn and then what happens the only way to get rid of it is to like burn it burn it down burn it (laughs) burn it all (laughs) burn it (laughs) and it's terrifying yeah it's look it's tricky and this is like, honestly, I, I had the chat with TikTok a few days ago and I still haven't spoken about it in my stories yet because I'm still just processing everything because it is, it's complex and it's hard. And one thing I do know is what we could do, what we can do, what we must do is educate parents because mm-hmm. I had so many parents message me saying like, oh, I thought it was lip singing and dances. And you're like, that is not it started that way years ago but you got to be aware of what's going on on these phones because (laughs) it's terrifying yeah there's so much the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So um, I saw that, and I've, I've seen this happen before, where uh, they were take, people take your posts down. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I had one, I don't, I only have a few videos on my TikTok. Cause I got it because there was all this around, you know, do it. You should do a TikTok. You should have that. It's this growing platform, blah, blah, blah. So I did it, but I get so overwhelmed by seeing everything on there that I'm like, I don't even know which trend to try. Also, <laughs> who's going to teach me these dances? Like I grew up dancing. I grew up oh, dancing, which? but I'm like, I didn't learn. It's like, I didn't learn from watching, like having to like figure out which, okay, I get that. But is it my right arm or my left arm? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I get stressed out and I go later. And then I never come back to it. But I did have this one video. I've had one video taken down for, uh, does not fit their guidelines. Dude, this is what kills me. I was outside gardening. I was like filthy and like, I was in Sorrel, I turned my old snow boots into yard working boots because I was in California and I needed some yard shoes. I was wearing Levi cut leave off uh, Levi shorts and a tank top. My hair I was like, in gardening gloves, and I had like the big trash can right there. And all I was trying to do was I was trying to learn how to throw it back, and I was trying to learn how to throw it back. And this is just a video of me outside, and that I was like that got taken down. I was like, I mean, I'm okay with it if like that really should get taken down. But then I scroll and just see the stuff that in the trends, and I'm just like, what? Well, that's what I don't get it. Like, what's? How do you decide? Yeah. Well, and maybe Danae, maybe you can uh, explain Shed for our light. for our audience <laughs> what what was happening. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, with, with mine, it was, I guess, a, a sort of slightly similar situation to you, but I cannot dance. So fortunately, I just, I just don't even try that. <laughs> it's just, these limbs have never been, they're just a lot of awkward length here. But um, I, you know, I, in my videos, I do tend to show like cellulite or stretch marks and I'm usually in bikinis, like moving in movement because I'm sporty, even if I'm clumsy, I'm, I'm sporty. So it's like me in movement and just showing that bodies move and bodies, even sporty bodies move. And anyways, I, gosh, I started TikTok, I don't know, six or seven months ago. And I had uploaded a few of those kind of videos and they, they kept getting taken down. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, it's obviously because I'm in a bikini and it's a kids focused platform. They're trying to be very respectful of the children. And then I like looked on the bikini hashtag it is not because they're trying to be respectful of the children. Like if you go on that hashtag, there are like g women getting alcohol sprayed on their bosoms, on their upper half and, you know, all sorts of like bodies doing all sorts of things. And like it's, it's TikTok has a, an issue with, or a history. They have a history of taking down content that, could lead to that person being bullied. So in my case, 
the algorithm might think like, Ooh, cellulite, she's going to get bullied for that cellulite. Not, you know, not, it gets taken down. They, they say they have, they have changed that. They say they are inclusive of, of all body types, of all body sizes, of all shapes. They say these things. And yet at the same time, like, aesthetic. it's in this, like there's, there's one creator who she sent me her videos and she is, she is a curvier woman. And she did a video where she was wearing the exact same swimsuit as another, as like a thinner woman doing the exact same positioning. And her video within three hours got taken down while the other is still up. So it's, it's things like that, that on one hand, you silence kind of these body confidence, self-love creators. And on the other hand, there are concerning trends like the headphone challenge or the, uh, your weight. I saw that video about like, Oh yeah. You posted something about the weight, the guy that was talking about, you had to be a certain weight was like 130 pounds. Yeah. There's stuff like that. I was like, cool. So (laughs) yeah. What was that one? Oh, there's a couple of guys saying like, basically if you were above a certain weight, they have no interest in you or you can go back to the farm or some really horrible stuff. And I mean, it's, it's complex and I, I understand like it is a new platform, right? They're, but like, I guess like what you said, it's, it's, they're the, they're now the biggest platform in the world. So there's a huge responsibility there to, to figure this out very quickly. Well, and it's not going to yeah, be, you can't it's not gonna, something and just be like, well, no, not our problem. No, it's that not wasn't what be, it was made for. <laughs> it's not going to be by size. It's not going to be by trying to protect the people that you're assuming that they're going to be bullied. So what they're doing is they're saying, I see you as imperfect and I'm worried about you. So I don't want you to have to deal with what other people have to say, where your attention should actually be on the assholes that feel the need to judge people that they don't know and that have nothing to do with them. And you should allow people to love themselves and be who they are. And then if people get reported because they're mean and leaving terrible comments, then they should be taken down. Then they should be put on, you know, on like in timeout. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't they have like a, a bully algorithm that targets the bullies and just takes them down? That would be great. Right. Right. Like this, (laughs) This is, this is the thing is they, they say they now have, have changed their policy where they allow up, like, because for a while they were taking down stuff from disabled creators. And, you know, if a creator looks like they had a poor house in the background, like, really? So it was, yeah. And, and so now, now they've, so we're like just creating this weird utopia, like perfect bodied, everybody's rich, every, like what no one actually gets to have. Like, like, it's like a, is this a a Sims game? (laughs) You play one of those games where you just create the perfect life. Cause or uh, what was that? Black mirror. You've seen black. Oh gosh. That show. There's an episode where you basically can like put on, like live in a whole different world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can choose to stay there. Yeah. That that's absolutely ridiculous. But like, you never have to like be who you really are. It's like, I mean, I think there's a more sinister <laughs> thing at hand. There's something else going on. <laughs> yeah. Today, let's create our own platform. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we got tons of money. <laughs> Not a lot, but um, <laughs> we, can do uh, it. we can, you know, call my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll call your parents. Hey, can you start this new platform for us? 
No, but uh, for real, I, th- I just feel like the, I'm going to make an assumption. I feel as though the fear that I'm assuming some of these big companies have and they allow that to drive the decisions they make in the way their business grows um, is complete bullshit. Like there is a market for you to create something that's a safe space for people. Like there are people that need that and that want that. So just because as a whole, what we are being told is the beauty standard, what we are being shown just because that's what you would then assume that that's what you have to do to be successful. In fact, you don't. There are so many people that don't fit that and are constantly being pushed out of opportunity or platforms because some, you know, some people deem them as imperfect or, un, you know, uh, undesirable. Undesirable. It's like there are people out there that can still help you create a successful business model and all they need is to be included, like to feel included. Yeah. Instead of just creating a massive cool kids club where no one actually knows each other and all they do is judge each other. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, I don't know any of you, but you all are shitty. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, especially when like the person judging is like usually some troll behind the computer or it's, you know, you've doctored your own photos so much that even you're creating a false persona of yourself, but then that's driving you to view other people's things as in, you know, less than because, you know, they suck at Facetune. I've tried that app. I downloaded it. Let's see, I've downloaded two apps that popped up on my TikTok. They're photo editing apps. First time I download Facetune because I had heard about it. I'd heard about this app where you could like really like people would really change their face. And I was like, well, okay, whatever. Little did I know that the, uh, they really do have, things are so advanced now that people do that. It's like they make their eyes bigger. They make their jaws smaller. They make their teeth wider. They give them eyelashes. They make their lips bigger, uh, more red. Um, you can literally like, slim your body, change, make your butt bigger, give yourself a really nice big thigh cap, which I've never had. And it's, it blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit. Well, I can't trust anything. It's not in face tune. It's just, it should just be called not your face. <laughs> not your face. <laughs> this is not your face. But I had no idea. I, I literally, I had no idea that they had become, you know, have, are, can create these tools and, you know, the uh, the ability, I always thought that was just something that, you know, professionals had for photo editing. Like, I know if you're, like, taking a picture for a magazine, like, they, you, I re- I've had photos taken for, mag- for magazines or things where I've, I've gone back to them and said, you edited me too much. Show me the original. And they've taken everything off. And it's like, listen, I know. I'm like, I've told someone, I'm like, I get it. Like, I too wish my waist were smaller. I for sure, you know, would love it if these things were reality. But the idea of it hurts me more to know that that's not me than to just say, this is me. 
You know, like you can be bummed about your weight or maybe you're, you're in the process of your fitness journey and you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to put on muscle. Maybe you're trying to, you know, conquer an eating disorder and, and move past that. And that's all hard. And, and you, you do wish it were easier or would happen faster or you were on the other side of it. But for me, it's, it can be so much more damaging to see yourself like, cause when you're alone with you, that's not, that's not you. Like, and so then, then you have to deal with that. And, um, and it's so easy for people to do that now to themselves. Like, it's not just a tool that professionals have. It's, it's on your phone and so easy to do. Not only that, there's filters you can do that change your face. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the technology now, it, look at, okay, Facetune, for instance. So they've released Facetune 2 video which it's not just you take a picture and you edit the picture, you edit your video. Like say I filmed a video of my face right now and I'm talking and I'm moving my hands in front of my face, everything. I can go in into the app and edit my face in like post-production in the video. So my slim jaw, my little nose, my bigger eyes move and look and shift with me. I can go in and if I had acne just on my cheek, I can brush the acne off. So only this part is a little bit blurred. Everything else is just as it was. And there are other apps where you can, again, in video, change your body. So you can make yourself thinner, taller, leaner in video. So you are moving, you are in action and it's films, but it's not you. And that's where, that's where technology has got to these days. That's insane because. I just wonder what happens to these poor people when they actually meet someone in person, they go, whoa, that's. Not what I thought. I mean, that would be worse. That's always a big fear of mine. That's why I, I yeah. don't like to be over-edited because I'm like, I would, it always feels better. How many times have you and I been told, Gina, wow, you're so much prettier in person. Yeah. You're better We're looking like, in person. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, I'm happy. It's <laughs> much not the, rather that. I'm happy it's not the other thing. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I used Facetune a lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I, again, like for me, I understand because there was a time when I, when I was pretty sick with my eating disorder and I made my pictures look thinner. And so I think I can understand like the dark place that women, or gosh, especially girls must be in when you think like, I feel so imperfect in myself that I'm going to go in and manually like doop, doop and boop, boop, and this and that. But in the same breath, I think it, it creates a really dangerous environment for, again, to go back to the teens. It's a real, it's a real tricky one. Yep. Yeah. No, it is. Well, and like, I think about it too, where if it's such a normal thing, like amongst, let's say like, you know, young TikTokers that, or people that are using those apps all the time, um, for it to be so normal to use it, you know, it would probably feel like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like everyone does it. But that, yeah, but that, that is the then, problem. Yeah, but like, then it just comes back to, you know, the moments when you're, you know, by yourself or at home or getting in the shower or getting ready or trying on clothes. And this image that you're so used to seeing of yourself because we're so stuck on our phones all the time, you know, because they probably, you see them, they see themselves like this. They see themselves, they see themselves exactly how they, they want to you know, they made themselves be, and then when they put this down, and then they're like, in the world, uh, I just, I worry, and I would say that this would happen to me, for sure, it can, for me, it would get, 
I'd be so stuck in my head of like being like sad or like depressed, insecure, um, embarrassed, and then having to try and ignore that and have like the constant battle you'd have to go through so often what is break would break me down and I've dealt with that and that was not even from social media yeah (laughs) or not from like fake you know uh versions of myself that was just from dealing with trolls and when that became really crazy on social media because you already have your own insecurities you think about but then all of a sudden you have a million strangers being like you have people pointing them out yeah they're pointing them out (laughs) and you're like like, I knew it shit oh I know or things you've never even thought of before right like I I had so many people message me at one point to tell me that my eye looks like my elbow looks like an evil eye oh Oh. (laughs) I never like see people have I'm mean, like, how often do you stare at your elbow? But apparently yeah, no. now, now I know that I've got an evil eye right. on my elbow. Oh and he's like, oh, okay, all right. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Great. Now I'm eyeball elbows. This is great. Perfect. Good. <laughs> go with it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, now I'm insecure. Now I want to go look at my it's elbows. Like, now I'm going to be insecure if like <laughs> I take a photo and it doesn't look like an evil eye. Yeah. It's like, do we want it to look like an eye? Do we not want it to look like an eye? <laughs> <laughs> you know, should I draw oh some God. lashes over here? Like, oh. you know, maybe it's my new beauty campaign. It's a good yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Just make, just glue on some lashes <laughs> <laughs> onto your elbows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's. I think for me, what's scary is and just being older and not having grown up with the social media. I didn't even have an Instagram until maybe six years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and it was my space earlier. I never had one of those. I, I worry about seeing how our society has become so physically driven. Everything's about your physical appearance more so than yeah. I think. And women are, they're just so focused on this outer shell rather than anything else. Yeah, Gina says all the time, she'll be like... It, it, it drives me nuts. She, it fades. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going, it's going away. It's constantly... You, could, <laughs> you can't see it in real time, but it is literally fading. Well, and there's always things that you can do, but I worry about somebody creating their entire self-worth based on their out, outward appearance because eventually there are just going to be things that you can't do for that anymore. And it's okay to... I mean, I'm vain as hell. But it's okay to want to keep trying to look a certain way. And I'm not saying that that's bad. But if your entire self-worth is wrapped up in your outward appearance and that is eventually going to go, then what are you going to be left with? How are you going to feel about yourself? And that, and that's – sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I think that's such a, a powerful point. And I think it's one of the really beautiful – ways that has helped me navigate this is to instead of like thinking about self-love and self-love which we hear so much right Mm -hmm. but it feels that feels really tough and sometimes it could even feel a bit like okay well if you wear makeup you don't love yourself or if you Mm want to change your hair color I mean this girl your girl is not a natural blonde and like I (laughs) I love being a blonde sometimes I've got all the colors but it could feel like that is a very complex word but I love the idea of self-respect, right? Which says, 
even if my body changes, even if things fade, even if I have days where I'm bloated or weeks where I don't train, whatever happens to this, like you said, to this outer shell, I can still respect it and I can respect what it does for me. I can respect that it gives me a home, it keeps me alive and I can respect myself. And I just, that's- I love that. Helped me, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna start saying that. I'm stealing that from you, is that okay? <laughs> Stole it from someone okay. else, so. <laughs> I'll give you all the credit. We'll keep stealing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeannie, you ha- she used to have to say to me, um, cause when I was competing, and it was from years of competing and, you know, di- well, not dieting, but like definitely eating for for performance, but still things come down to, and I, I grew up with insecurities that had to do with how I looked because I was just a very muscular, it was a lot of bullying around me having such a strong physique and having muscles at a really young age. So I already was seeing, you know, kind of learned from peers to ways to look at myself and decide what is wrong with it. And almost as if like I was wrong, you know, for like, like girls aren't supposed to have this, girls aren't supposed to have this. So I kind of grew up um, with insecurities that, you know, grew or changed or whatever. And Gina would have to tell me, she's like, Brooke, and I think about it all the time. She's like, you look at yourself and you see all of the imperfections, like you see this, you see this, you see this. You have to remember that people see you as a whole. (laughs) Yeah. They're not just looking at little things. Like you have to look at yourself as a full picture, like a whole human. And that, that for me, it's like that just, it's a, it like brings you out of like, you know, being stuck in this dark cave of like, what are all the things that are wrong with me? And just nitpicking one thing, one thing, Mm -hmm. one thing. Do you mind if I, I would love to do something with that. That's an incredible idea. I'm sat here. I'm like, must not forget this. This is so powerful. That's, that's a, because we do that, don't we? We fixate on this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. But when I, I do believe this, when people meet us, they don't really look at those things. They, they react to how we make them feel. It's like, yep. mm-hmm. it's a whole, it's a whole, well, and I'll tell you, thing. it's a, it's a vicious cycle because somebody who has done stuff to themselves, you know, you could sit there and fixate on the fact that I don't have boobs. I don't have boobs. Then you get your boobs done. Then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have, you know, I have, I have this cellular right here. I have this here, or I have, and it's like, you'll fix one thing and then you'll just find something else. And then I'll be like, oh my God, my neck's saggy, my neck's saggy. And then, you know, I could fix that. And then, you know, it would be my under eye and it, it just, it continues. I'm like all those things <laughs> I think you wanted to get those done. So <laughs> I, I'm literally speaking from personal. Exactly. Okay, I'm talking exactly about my, how I've, asking how I for a friend. Yeah. This is not asking for a friend. This is me. And so, and you do, you have to start to go, well, what's, what would be the next thing? Pretty soon you're just, you're not even you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the idea again of like, you know, changing your body doesn't change your body image necessarily. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has gone through a, a range of weights, like I, I had a point in my life where I thought, okay, if I hit this number on the scale, I will feel happy. I'm not happy now. I'm really sad now. And the process is making me sadder. But if I hit that number, I'm going to, it's going to be okay. And then you, you get there and you're like, oh no, no, it's not this number. It's the next number. Exactly. It's, I, and now, you know, I refuse to weigh myself. I don't own scales. I don't look at numbers. I don't do things like 
even this headphone challenge, I was like, I can't even try that on myself because there are games that you don't play. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know I am happy in my skin and none of those things, none of those like little challenges or scales, they, they're not going to tell me whether or not I feel good myself. Mm -hmm. Literally no good comes from it. You know, I find, I finally can get on a scale and it not totally ruin my day. But I was, when I was competing, I was very fixated on the number on the scale. And even though, uh, I understood, I mean, I had been doing diet training for years and years. I, I could explain it to other people, but it's one of those things where it's like, you don't necessarily want to take your own advice. It's like, I understood why it would be fluctuating up and down. I'm about to start my period. I'm bloated. I went out to eat, whatever it is. Like, I understand that's not real weight, that it's just, you know, it's fluctuating water, water weight, whatever. But I was stuck on where I would weigh myself in the morning and then I would weigh myself before bed. And so I wanted those numbers to stay the same. So I would weigh myself in the morning and then I weigh myself before bed. And then the next morning I'd weigh myself in the morning and then I'd weigh myself before bed. And what would get me is when I'd fluctuate. And if those numbers, like if I went to bed at night and it wasn't what it had been or what I wanted it to be or what I thought it should be, man, it, I would get into a downward spiral that was extremely debilitating, like just misery. And a lot of people wouldn't know because I don't really share, I wouldn't like really share that with a lot of people. And then some of my closest friends could really tell oh, one person, her. <laughs> you would just know. You know, and I finally just like, you know, I completely stopped weighing myself. Did you and just throw them away? Were you like, you were out of the house? Yeah, it was just like... Well, you know, um, it's not going to change anything. I know what I need to do. And if I want to feel better and I, you know, I want to feel better in my clothes, I know what I need to do to do that. And all that number is going to tell me, all it's going to do is it's going to disappoint me. And it, it, and it won't change what I need to do to reach my goals anyway. It's just going to make the experience worse versus allowing me to see it from a different perspective, which is, it is really cool that I can exercise. I have, I'm exercising, I'm healthy, I'm eating right. And be, by doing this, I'm just going to be a, have a healthier body and be happier. Um, and you do that, but it's crazy how it, a number on a scale, it can well, ruin Well, it could just be one number, which is the crazy thing. Anybody else looking at you would never see it. Yeah. But you're so fixated on that number. I had to do the opposite, actually. I had to get a scale because I never weighed myself growing up. And I think I had, uh, I had to go in for my driver's license and renew it. And I realized I was like, I don't know how much I weigh. And I'd had 130 pounds on my, on my driver's license. I weighed myself. I was 150. <laughs> it was like a 20 pound difference. I was like, Oh shit. I knew my clothes weren't fitting. <laughs> so, so I just have it just to remind myself every once in a while, like, Oh, what is it? But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how we, how we do want to nitpick those little things that nobody else would notice. And Brooke would get to that point and I'd say, "Hun, you don't, and it, but you, you couldn't even convince her. No, you couldn't. Couldn't convince her. You couldn't convince me because I already she knew. She looked no like, different. I looked at you and I'd be like, no, yeah. I get it. I know. I, she would say that. I, like, I get it. I'm like, but listen, I totally get it. I understand that none of it makes sense. It's completely irrational. I get it. But, like, but I can't, I can't change the way it is just ruining 
me right now Mm -hmm. because it still is just eating at me, eating at me, eating at me. And I think I had like one person at the time that Mm -hmm. could snap me out of it and make it seem, because I needed, I needed, for me, it didn't take, so no one could convince me based on what they're seeing, right? They couldn't convince me. Obviously, you want to convince me because you see me so much different than I'm seeing myself. You love me so much. You, it makes you don't want me to feel bad or sad. But I had to have, I had to have hard data. And so my nutrition coach at the time, who was also a doctor, and I had just I trusted so much. It was him. It was because he could give me science as to why. It wasn't, there's no way that I had gained this weight or there was, or here's the reason behind, you know, it's just break having someone that I trusted so much. You could give me hard numbers to help that like calmed me down. But well, and it was different in your position because you were, you were an athlete and you were trying to perform a certain way. I think there's a lot of people out there that that's not, and I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying there's a lot of people who still get fixated like that and there's no real goal for that no for sure and I think that for me I'm a control I like control Uh so in certain situations where there's nothing that I can do at that moment to fix what's happening or not necessarily fix it but take a step in the right direction especially if I'm like sort of self I haven't done this in a long time but like self imploding basically it's downward spiral um it will take me a minute to realize like, okay, what are you going to do about it? And then for me, I was able to wrap my head around, you know, one, like one step at a time, basically, I'm going to go for a run, I'm just going to get outside, I'm going to exert myself, it's going to, I'm going to get rid of a lot of this energy that's like stuck inside my body. And I'm going to feel better. And I can come to terms with, you know, whatever, maybe these are consequences of drinking with my friends last weekend and then I'm gonna I'm gonna move in the right direction but that would just take it would take so much work it would take so much practice and it took me a long time to realize you know those moments with friends or going out to dinner or whatever it was worth like those experiences were worth you know um maybe a little bit of water weight gain or whatever. And a lot of that came from getting to where you just can see your body as a whole and as, you know, this wonderful thing that you have, that you are alive, your heart is beating, you are healthy, you can be, you can do fitness, you can go hiking, you can go and do these activities because you have this instead of just tearing it down constantly. And it's, for me, I would just do, it's so much in here and then I would just be stuck in there. And I couldn't, it's like, I knew that it wasn't the way that I saw it. I knew it. It's like, I, I hear what you're saying and I believe you. But for some reason, I, it gets not enough for me to get out of, you know, these awful feelings. And again, like I say, this all just came from being a professional athlete and also starting to deal with comments from people mm-hmm. that aren't, they don't actually know me or know where I came from or my background or my ups and downs or who I was, but we're not meant to have the opinions of <laughs> all these strangers, you know? 
No, we're, we're not. We're not. And it's really interesting to hear you talk about how, I guess, the number and stuff would get in your brain. Because, I mean, that a lot of my community are women who have or are navigating like disordered eating and eating disorders. And one of the things like when I was in therapy for it, my therapist had me like kind of view my eating disorder as a separate person, which sounds sounds a bit intense, but it it helps because for so many of us rationally, we know, okay, if I eat that box of French fries, it is not gonna, there's not like a French fry shaped box is gonna pop itself on my hip. Right. Or if I like go up on the scale, it doesn't mean that my weight has changed. It might just be water. We know these things. And yet there's still that part of us that's like, maybe, no, this maybe, is wrong. maybe we don't. <laughs> maybe what I, it's like, maybe all that, all the years of, you know, experience I have is actually wrong and it might be real. Yeah, exactly. 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 And so for me, like one of the things, and you know, we still have those thoughts, like even the most positive, uplifting, super recovered female out there. I imagine like, I don't know about you, but I certainly have days or thoughts or moments where it's like, Ooh, or, or I shouldn't, or, Oh, that's bad. Or, Oh, what about this? But then you kind of, you're like, nah, I don't, I don't play with you. I don't hang out with you. We don't go there. You are like, you're not someone I want to spend my time with. And then you just, just kind of let them go. <laughs> because life is, is so much more than just that number. It's, it's worth living. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Sax.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Me and Gina, we have dark humor. <laughs> we <laughs> tend to bring light to, you know, this could be sad, depressing situations sometimes, or just like stuff that could be going the wrong way in a way that just makes us laugh. And there, I think I posted about this, but we kind of do this thing where when we're feeling like we're undesirable, <laughs> which it could be like first thing in the morning and you get up and look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God. 
you know, and that's, that's going to happen. You know, for me, it's like seven days out of the week, but our, my response is what my old way of thinking is like, oh my God, like, first of all, when did this happen? Did this happen overnight? And this is what I look like now? How do I fix this? Oh my God, I'm so undesirable. And now it's turned into me and Gina being like, well, that's me. (laughs) This is who I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And also, I guess I could practice being more funny. (laughs) We we don't really mean that. We talk about getting talk about like getting older and conversations of like Gina explaining like there are things that are out of your control that's just what happens and you know it's gonna be it doesn't happen overnight or it's it's years but it and it starts to accelerate after a certain age it's inevitable and so you know you have to in find ways that work for you to keep enjoying who you are and your personality and your thoughts and your feelings and and who you are because like we said we said you know, no one's looking at you when they, I mean, unless it's on social media, right? And even then, it's not true, real interactions. So they don't really get to experience you as. I mean, somebody told me I look like Carrot Top, and I, I think I do a little <laughs> they did, they bit. Did. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> or the. I mean, it was funny. It was funny. It's, but you, but I could see how if, I could see how if. I was on social media more and I got more and more of these comments, how it would tear me down. This one actually was funny to me. I looked it up and I thought, well, I mean, I kind of see it with my eyebrows. I don't know. (laughs) I once had someone take a picture. So I was, I was sat down, I was sat down and like, when I sit down, my bum squishes, it like squishes out on a hard surface. And it like, Mm -hmm. it was a sideways picture. So like, yeah, bums like I mean, if your bum doesn't squish, I that is a magic bum. Like I don't know how. It's a metal bum. <laughs> it's a solid. It's a metal bum. bum. How does it not squish? So my <laughs> bum squishes, and they found it was like a picture of. Do you know Tom and Jerry? You know the cat. Yeah. Yes. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So there was a picture of like t- Jerry the cat, like the gray cat, and he was sat down, and his bum was squishing. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of my squishy bum and the cat squishy bum and they put them together uh, side by side oh my god how much time did you spend searching for this one specific bum shot of like i know they're like oh wait no i got i got got it i know exactly where that's from i know exactly back from from. childhood this one cartoon i watched and that cat had a squishy bum oh my gosh it's just like where why who wakes up in the morning is like i know what i'm gonna do today Yeah. yeah no you really have to kind of get to a point where you feel sorry for these people that they have this much time and think this much what are you doing, Ruby? She's trying not to. Oh, be in, sorry. In My the daughter camera. is crawling across the floor because <laughs> she didn't want to get in the shot. Oh, bless her. Yeah, she wants my gas card. It's in my backpack. Hey, mom's sorry. Mom, mom's working. Okay. Yeah, go. Um, me and Gina <laughs> wanted to do this actually, and we never actually did. But I, we really wanted to create an Instagram page where we could shame ourselves. <laughs> she's like this sounds like a great idea because we decided because I've decided like and I had to do this in a way to combat my internal dialogue right because what would happen for me when I would feel insecure about something is I would have an idea of what I thought but then I would then think about the fact that like maybe it's not true though so I don't want to say it because I'm just probably being crazy 
right? I don't want to say it because I don't want people to see it. It's like this, like I'm hiding it. And if they don't notice it, then it's like, maybe it's not real. So what I would have to start doing is like, um, I felt as though if I, you know, if you're yourself and you're saying, this is who I am, all of a sudden people don't, aren't going to have power over you anymore when you already are saying, yeah. Like for me, I have an insecurity with my chest. So my sternum is thicker on one side than the other. And when I work out and in certain photos, my chest will flex and you can see it. So it looks, I mean, it looks pretty weird and I do have implants and that's like an insecurity of mine. And I've had people comment on it and be like, oh, what's wrong with your chest? And I'm like, well, you know, I'll ask my maker when I meet him. Like, that's how I respond. Cause like I didn't build it, you know, I just, I own it. That's it. Like, do you want me to have to go into surgery, break my sternum and just so that you feel okay with my chest? But like, it's turned into a, you know, if we, it's like, if we make fun of ourselves first, then it doesn't matter what anyone says because it's like, yeah, dude, we already said it. Like, honestly, try again. Come back with something more creative. (laughs) So we wanted to create an Instagram page where we just posted photos of ourselves. Basically, we pretended to not be ourselves and then just shame us. Um, but we would, in, but we would, in fact, yeah, own the, the Instagram account. Yeah, it's like the opposite of self love. <laughs> We're going in a weird direction. Self shame. It's, it's it, no. It's I mean, it's it's self respect by self shaming. <laughs> I don't think that goes together. <laughs> the new New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically, uh, would you have been as upset if if you yourself made the connection? of you looking like Carrot Top before a stranger did? I wasn't upset. No, I'm just kidding. I know you weren't <laughs> upset. I, I, I literally was like, I, I think I've seen Carrot Top before. And then I looked it up and I was like, whoa. And I thought, mm, the eyebrows. Eyebrows, maybe. Sometimes they're a little high. So right, right after I get my Botox. <laughs> what was the other I one? Jigsaw. Somebody said I look like Jigsaw? Yeah. Jesus. They did. I was Jigsaw for Halloween for one Halloween, year. maybe that's what they were referring yeah. to. <laughs> right, well, that's a terrible one. Yeah, I don't know. You know my insults better than I do. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know my insults. Yeah, you know my insults better than I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a crazy world. Well, um, do you have anything coming up that you're working on or you know, in the works or going places or doing things that one, I'm just really interested in you and your life and two, that you'd (laughs) want to share with people. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess I have my YouTube channel, which I'm pretty proud of. And a book is very slowly in the works, but that is something that at some point will be occurring. Um, But yeah, I guess just my YouTube channel, my Instagram, all that good stuff. Do you have any plans to be in the States? Oh, I guess it's actually kind of hard to travel well, between yeah. countries this, right yeah, now this, still. <laughs> this year. You know what? Because my, gosh, my family is still in California and I was planning on coming back for the whole summer of 2020. And then obviously that didn't happen. And again, I'm, I'm really hopeful to get out there this summer and just, yeah, I really miss America. And yeah. I mean, one day I would, I would so love to do meetups just because so many, um, 
so many of my communities from the U.S. So yes. I would love that. But yeah, you bye. need to do that. I actually have you heard of um, Trova Trip? Trova Trip? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so you can find them on Instagram. I'm doing a trip with them, so they basically facilitate all the trip planning for you to do something where like I have a trip coming up. Well, not coming up. It's in September. We're going to Bali. Oh, wow. Bali's beautiful. People that bought spots. So we're going to Bali. They put, I kind of, you know, did a questionnaire of like, where do we want to go? Like, what are the most votes for? Um, Price range. And then it, they put the whole thing together based on stuff I'm interested in. So we're going to do a cooking class. We're going to go to the monkey enchantment place. We're going to go surfing. Um, we're going to go do uh, coffee as well. I really love coffee. So go out there where they kind of grow and brew coffee. But I've wanted to do another trip where like between the reps did it. And I know that we just, I know that this is our first date, Danae, (laughs) but I feel really good about how it's going. And I think it would be really cool to team up and do, put a trip together for women. Like a women's retreat. It's like a, yeah, like a, you know, a women's retreat. Oh gosh, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yes. That would be, especially because we both love health and fitness and wellness and mm-hmm. apparently um, cat memes. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We can shake our cellulite. Yeah. I, I was thinking we could do glitter <laughs> yeah. drawing on the cellulite. Yeah. All that. Um, but check out Trova Trip. Go on their Instagram and see, because you can go on their website too. And they have, it's full of a bunch of people that have their trips available. Right. I have a couple friends of mine. They're doing Iceland. They have another one coming up. Um, they go you can do them anywhere, like all over and check it out. And, uh, I can connect you with them too. Like if you wanted to maybe work on a, a meetup that's in your area where you wouldn't, ha- you know, you could get something together. And a lot of people, if the countries are open, they're, they're ready and willing to get out of, you know, their home. So they might be willing, might be able to do it. Well, and hopefully the, I mean, I know like where I, where I am they're gosh, they're vaccinating at the second highest rate in the world. And I know so many places now are rolling up out their vaccination program. So I'm really hopeful that like yeah, the world need, will. We need this shit to open up. We need it to open up. <laughs> we, need... <laughs> we need to open up. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's only many, so many days I can wear pajamas. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I just, I just need to shower. I know. I, know. I, I know. keep ordering, like, cause I'm, I'm not good at shopping online anyways, but I keep ordering stuff online and then I don't actually wear it cause I just wear workout clothes or my pajamas. In fact, my mom FaceTimed us the other day and she had gone up to my closet. She goes to dinner with my dad. They do a date every Saturday and she was t- calling me because she went shopping in my closet and she was like all of these things still have tags on I'm like I know because <laughs> you know, I can't go anywhere I, I buy them <laughs> because I'm thinking oh that would be perfect for like this type of thing or this type of thing and I'm like I have nowhere to go nowhere to go yeah, <laughs> yeah. from the bedroom to the living room yeah. like I'm really taking this whole yeah. this is me and what I look like thing to the next level <laughs> like I've been where I don't think I've washed this outfit in a while Okay. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. 2021. All rules are off really. 
Danae, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for so much. Making this work and you have no idea how excited I was. Oh, and well, no, I I really love. Really this. been wanting to do this, and hopefully, you know, well, maybe we'll do another one down the road. And but I I just I'm sorry, I just have to gush again. I just love and respect what you're doing so much, and I just I really I know that you already know this, but you really are making a difference, and finally, and putting something out there that's real, and I love that. Thank, that's all. Thank you so much. No, that it means thank you. It means a lot to me. I I don't know if you can see against the yellow, but I'm blushing. So thank you, thank you. No, it's awesome. Um, where can people find you? I just my Instagram would be the best place. So it's just Instagram.com slash Danae Mercer. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Is it just your name? Um, it's Talking Out Loud. Okay. Talking Out Loud. Yeah. And then all of that is, is linked on my Instagram too. But if you just search Danae YouTube, it should pop up. Yeah. Perfect. It will definitely pop up. <laughs> Before we go, can I take a screenshot? Yes. Yeah. I'm so good at pictures. You are. You're the best. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Perfect. <laughs> Probably have my eyes closed, but I'm used to that. All right. Well, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for taking time. We really appreciate it. We do. Well, thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed it. All right. Take care. You guys, hopefully you love that as much as we did. If you haven't checked her out, you have to. Yes. She is very cool. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks Remember for listening. To rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Five-star rating. Five-star Five warning. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. 
Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like, don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts.